All right, all right. This is uh, El Jamal, and you are officially never out of bounds. This is where your First Amendment is protected as long as you got them facts. We got an informative show today. We got some word on the street, as we always do. We're going to get into the NBA playoffs. We're going to get into the Western Conference finale. I hope you guys are ready for that. It's going to be an exciting game. And also, we're going to talk about some NFL news, too, like, we all, like you know, the general, the gist. And so we're just going to get right into it. Well... Where on the street is, the Colombians had pretty much their primary uh, elections this uh, last week. And Yvonne Duque, a, a right-wing candidate, won the first-round elections against uh, Gustavo Petro, a left-wing candidate. Thirty-nine, uh, He got 39% of the vote compared to 25% for Petro. Uh, Duque is a former official of the Inter-American Development Bank, which is basically a, I would, which is a Washington D.C. owned bank, basically uh, in in the uh, area in the Latin American uh, communities to help develop you know economic you know ventures, so on and so forth. It's a American-run bank. Now, the thing about Duque is he wants to overhaul a thirteen. Uh, I'm sorry, 2000, uh, 2016 peace treaty with the uh, Revolutionary Armed Forces of Colombia, and he's he's going to take away uh take away the immunities of certain criminals. Now this would uh, set off massive. This is this is uh suggested that it would set off mass protests, mass violence, and. Before 2016, the country had already witnessed 50 years of, you know, massive protest violence, and this saw the, the killing of 200,000, excuse me, people, and also forcing a million others to millions of others to relocate. Now, Duque is, like I said before, is supported by somewhat big business, and stocks continue to rise. However. Uh, his tax cuts will uh, have uh, that he is proposing are being labeled as something that can definitely hurt the Colombian economy coming up in the next few years because it, it hasn't necessarily established itself and there is a, a larger uh, percent a larger poor population there however Petro's shift to renewable energy also uh, is offsetting a little bit of the business ventures as well because the uh, the oil and the coca industry are so popular at the, and so uh so profitable right now in Colombia that also doesn't work for a lot of corporate investors as well and that also led to a dip in stocks however since it's clear that he is no longer the forefront it's actually led to a little bit of a an increase in terms of their stocks um also let's get into state news here uh we there's a large tropical storm that's on its way if it hasn't touched ground yet tropical storm alberto is on the way to panama city florida it uh it basically it touched ground in cuba on sunday and left eight inches of rain in about four hours now it's like i said it's about 30 minutes outside of panama city with winds going up above eight miles 50 miles an hour but it's traveling itself about about a course of eight so it may be there yet it may not it may not be um experts are calling for heavy rains which can lead up to 12 in inches in certain place places life-threatening surf conditions and also tornadoes uh, a possibility of tornadoes in alabama parts of alabama south carolina georgia and florida 
However, once the once the storm basically reaches the inland and there's no real warm water to, to push it, it'll eventually weaken. However, there's also a warning of flashing, uh, flash, uh, flash floods as well. So all my neighbors down there, y'all be safe. And if you have to, I would suggest you evacuate because at least for now, because it's looking like, well, actually, it's, it, it's not looking super bad. However, what it what it's saying what for another thing that the experts are saying is that this year is going to be a couple more uh storm actually hurricanes and tropical storms more than usual and one thing to look out for is the fact that subtropical storms can turn into tropical storms which can strengthen into a hurricane so there is that warning however like i said before once it pretty much is going to reach the inland it's not going to be enough warm water to sustain it so eventually it's going to die out. So you people should be okay. Shouldn't be as bad, but there's going to be a lot of rain and more than likely I would definitely say to possibly the I would lean toward the side of uh, possible flooding as well. Now to wrap up the world on the street, we're going to go into some entertainment news. Now Star Wars was released this weekend and it didn't do as well as it was uh, suggested it would. Uh this the the Ron Howard directed film was expected to make between 130 million and 150 million uh this opening weekend but it only made 103. But this was enough to knock out Deadpool, uh another popular movie that came out recently, Deadpool 2, excuse me. Now uh, a lot of people are claiming this to be because of audience fatigue, which I kind of I I can agree with. The last Jedi, uh, the last Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi, was released five months ago. Now that movie movie went ahead and sold uh, two twenty two hundred twenty million in its first week, and the first of the trilogy, The Force Awakens, went ahead and got two hundred forty eight million in about three days. So, I think. We'll we'll see today because you got to remember this is a three day weekend so it should it should do all right I don't see you know what the big deal is I'm and that's not to say it's not a good movie I'm not gonna go out there and and I you know say that because I haven't seen it yet um, I'm not necessarily a Star Wars fan now somebody would like to you know take me to go see it give me a burger and a beer afterward. No, I'm just joking. No, I'm just joking. But it, I mean, I, I like I said, I haven't seen it myself, and don't and don't take you know, you know, box office sales as as some type of, you know, indicator of how good it is. I I personally feel that a lot of the fans that I know that that have watched it are into it. So I, I I just think it's just one of those things that people trip about. It's just money, you know. It's just a money figure. Uh, other than that, that is that's all the word on the street. We're gonna be coming back soon with some sports news. Like I said, we're gonna talk about uh, the NFL. We got some Des Bryant news. Yeah, we he apparently knows where he wants to play now, and uh, we're gonna talk about a little bit about Julio Jones, and then we're also gonna preview the NHL uh, Stanley Cup. Yeah, for all my hockey fans out there, this one's for you. Peace out. I'll be back. All right, my people. So we are back, and we're going to get into the wild world of sports. Let's start off with the NFL, and Dez Bryant officially has come out with the team he wants to play with. Uh, apparently, uh, today he's come out and expressed interest of in playing with the 49ers. This is coming out there. He's already uh, declined a contract from the Baltimore Ravens worth an estimated $21 million bucks. Um, And this is, this is not, you know, 
outside the realm of possibility uh, because although now the 49ers have 11 receivers on their roster currently and they've already drafted two. However, you know, I think they if they really want to, they can make some moves for 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 Des. Uh, they definitely would. They definitely wouldn't be hurt by having him around. He's definitely an end zone catch now. Although he wasn't as productive this year in terms of touchdowns, all the touchdown passes that he did catch were in the end zone. So he's definitely potent to score. He's definitely a threat to score. So I think it would look good for the 49ers. I don't think it's. Uh, I, I think, you know, they're still getting an aging, an aging vet, but coupled with the, the death that they have right now, if you, if you count in Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Gasson, it, it's not a terrible unit. And you also have a, a, a developing quarterback with Jimmy Garoppolo, who can, who, as we can see, can throw the ball pretty well. So they should look okay. Uh, I don't, I don't see why that would be a bad move on Dez's part. I think it would be a good fit. It's going to be offense that's going to be offense friendly. They're going to be more toward building up the quarterback. So that means passing the ball. So he's, he, as long as he's healthy, uh, I don't see why not. Like I said, though, there is 11 receivers already on the roster. So just fitting them in there already without, you know, of course, cutting somebody else or something like that it might not be super easy but there you go there's this there's this around he's interested also in the field news julio jones is somewhat at a at an impasse now with the atlanta falcons due to some contracts uh contract issues now back in 2015 he signed a 50 a 71 million dollar contract and it was worth 12 million a year now, the two-time All-Pro and five-time Pro Baller, you know, he feels that this is a little bit low, which it is. This is the 12th, that is the 12th, uh, sorry, the 12th highest contract in the league for wide, wide receiver. So, he's not getting A-plus wide receiver money, although, you know, he has, like I said, the All-Pros and the Pro Baller stats there for him. However, he did only get three TDs last year, so it's like a... I get what you're saying. However, you only got like three three touchdowns last year. And it's not like you had a new quarterback or broken a new offensive coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. So you kind of regressed last year. I'm not too sure what the big problem is. Sure, you're not getting paid oh, you know, as much money as the top receivers. But at the, at the same time, it's not like you're blowing him. Now, yeah, he did go for about 1,400 yards again last year, but again, only three touchdowns. I'm not too sure what the big deal is. Uh, I'm not too sure why he's necessarily complaining. I'd, I'd take the money and run for now. Uh, take it as you can get it because, I mean, it, he you're only going to get older. He's only going to get older. And I don't know if he has another eight or nine touchdown season within him like his first two were pretty phenomenal then after that he had like a six touchdown year then a couple three years like this one uh, I think his lowest was about two so I'm not too sure exactly what more you get from him for your buck so I think 70 71 million unless now this year and maybe next year he balls out and uh does a couple more things, then maybe it warrants him getting a, a little bit of a pricier contract. Now, and don't get me wrong, he is a household name. He's a popular player and all, but again, the stats, you know, it's it's always funny because it's always the receivers that 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 are sort of falling off, sort of slipping, you know, don't have the exact same, you know, production that are always talking about how they're not getting paid as much or they want something more or that they have issues. Now, this man also, uh, he also 
he also got rid of all, deleted all his Atlanta Falcons pictures on all his personal accounts. So he's he's taking the situation to heart. Now he's telling the media, no, it's all right, no, it's all good. But he's looking at some of these top receivers get some of this money, and I think he feels some type of way. Which, I, I, I one way I feel what he's saying, but then at the same time they did they did earn it. And I have to say that he didn't earn it. But if you compare some of his stats to other top receivers, you do see that there's a difference. So there you go with that. Another uh, sports news: We got the Stanley Cup coming on tonight. S- around the same time, the uh, West, uh, the Western Conference Finals come on. We got the Washington Capitals making their first ever appearance, going up against the newly minted Golden Knights from Las Vegas. The, these guys came out of nowhere. They, this was the Cinderella stories to end off with the Cinderella stories. I can't remember. Of, of, a, of a situation in sports in which, if, uh, we call that an expansion team has won a championship. If I'm wrong, please somebody correct me at some point in time. But as far as I know, this hasn't happened. So this is good to see. Uh, I'm a little, I'm not necessarily disappointed, but I, I'm, I was in a way almost half heartedly kind of hoping for San Jose. Uh, they're always seem to be on the outside looking in around playoff time or when it comes to championship rounds. And, you know, they have always, they've always had a, a, a good team or a team that everybody hyped. And you know what? I think I'm going to just, just, just for the sake of it, I'm going to c- talk about them at some point in time. Those uh, the sharks it's just so overrated. They got beat by the damn golden Knights. They just started. Anyways, you know, you already know about the Capitals a little bit. If you if you're a hockey fan, uh, they they're gonna be led by uh, they're gonna be led by your man Alex Ovechkin, the Big Eight. He's been around for years. Uh, he's coming into the finals, the final round, uh, the, the Stanley Cup Finals with 22 points already, with uh, 10 goals to his name. So he's ready. He's ready for the moment. This is like I said, this is his first chance to show what he can do on the big stage. He's been around at least since 2002 on the scene. So this is a good shot for him. And then you got the Golden Knights being. Uh, uh, spearheaded by their leader, Mark Andre Fleur, a great goalkeeper. So far, with a 1.6 goal uh, goals against average, so he's pretty uh, pretty solid. Also, a 94 percent save rate, so he's not allowing a whole lot of goals, and he's blocking a good percentage of them. So, it's it's gonna be it should be a good matchup. Two teams that have never been there, of course. Uh, the Capitals do have some playoff experience. They've it's been a while. They've never really been past the second round in a lot of years because of uh, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins. So it was good to see them kind of make it past that hump and to actually do something. Uh, also, like I said, with the Golden Knights, this is their first ever year in in in, a, in the NHL. Uh, this is a this is a once in a lifetime sporting uh, event because you don't necessarily see, like I said, the expansion teams just come out of the woodwork. And uh, just beasts like that. Now uh, we're gonna wrap up for today. Uh, we're gonna this episode is gonna be a little bit short, only because we're gonna be coming back back a little bit later on tonight to discuss these Western Conference Finals. I, it's gonna be too exciting. It's too exciting for me to to not talk about. So we're gonna leave this short. We're gonna wrap this up a little bit quickly, a little bit shorter than usual uh, today. But then we'll be back a little bit later on tonight, y'all. So y'all keep posted. I'll be back with the scores, and we're gonna go into the game a little bit, and then we're also gonna. We're going to definitely preview the finals. So y'all, y'all come back later. Much love. Peace out.